Where we root ourselves matters. Where we root ourselves matters. When I was a child, I grew up on what was an old farm in northern Illinois. And I hadn't been back in 35 years when I returned in my late 40s. And I went back not to see the house that I grew up in, but to see the trees, the willows and the oaks and the pines that line the driveway. Because when I was a child, I spent a lot of time outside. And so when I got there, I took off my shoes and I ran in the grass. And I climbed a tree in the side yard. And I had Mary Oliver's poem with me, and I memorized it as I walked around from tree to tree. When I'm among the trees, especially the willows and the honey locusts, equally the beech, the oaks, and the pines, they give off such hints of gladness, I'd almost say that they save me in daily. And she would on, go on to say that the trees move slowly and bow often. And that's what we ought to do. Like the trees. The scriptures are full of important stories and references of trees. Abraham and Sarah were camped under an oak at Mamre when they got word that they'd have a child. That their hope would be fulfilled. The renowned cedars of Lebanon planted by God's own hand, the psalmist tells us, were used to build the first temple. The exiled children of Israel struggled as they hung their harps on the willows of Babylon. And Nathanael is standing under a fig tree when Jesus saw him and called him to come and follow. Stories of new beginnings and hope often revolve around trees. Just think of the Garden of Eden and the Tree of Life, or the Tree of Paradise in Revelation. We're told its leaves are meant for the healing of the nations. We could use some of those leaves today. Our lectionary reading for this week and for this night reference trees as well. Jeremiah says that blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord, for they shall be like a tree planted by the water, sending out roots by the stream. Where our roots are matters. Jeremiah says that those who trust in mere mortals and turn their hearts from God will be cursed. They'll be like a shrub in the desert, parched and lacking the moisture and nourishment that they need. Jeremiah uses the metaphor of a tree planted by water to convey something important. The word metaphor literally literally means to carry over, metaphora, to carry us from something that is very ordinary and common like a tree and water to a new understanding that almost defies our comprehension, like what it might mean for us to live lives rooted in God. Something extraordinary like that, like a tree planted by the water, which gives us an image of something that is full and green, healthy and fruitful. That's the life that Jesus calls us to. 
Now, we didn't read it, but we just sang it a minute ago. Psalm 1 are those words that were like trees planted by the river. Psalm 1 was also in the lectionary for this past Sunday. And the psalmist says that, Happy are those who delight in the law of the Lord, which they meditate on day and night, for they are like trees planted by streams of living water, bearing fruit in due season with leaves that do not wither. Everything they do shall prosper, the psalmist tells us. Biblical scholars agree that Psalm 1 serves as an introduction to the entire book of Psalms. It sets the tone and lays the foundation for the importance of all that follows. Here are the teachings that one must meditate on day and night. They're all there in the Psalms. Scholars agree as well that the book of Psalms was Jesus' prayer book. He knew it by heart as have many monks since him. They are the writings and the prayers that helped to shape and form his life. He was rooted in the Psalms as both a faithful Jew and a servant of God. And he referenced them often, even on the cross when he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was quoting the Psalms. Or into your hands I commend my spirit, for you have redeemed me, O Lord, O God of truth. Again, quoting the Psalms. They were embedded in him, a part of his life, his very being. He rooted himself in their teaching, which is one of the reasons why they have been important prayers for Christians for centuries since and a reason that we still recite them daily right here in this chapel. So as we look at this gospel reading for today, we must keep in mind that Jesus himself is a tree planted by living water. He models it for us. The Sermon on the Plain from which our text today comes follows on the heels of Jesus going up to the mountain to pray. And when he comes down, he is discerned which of the disciples will be the twelve apostles. So they have just been named. And he gathers there, and there's a large crowd that comes around him to be healed, excuse me, healed and cured. And then he pauses and he looks at the disciples, at those who are seeking to follow him, and he tells them something important. He provides them with a short list of blessings and woes, things that they should be paying attention to and things that they need to watch out for. As if to say to them, where you root yourselves matters. Woe to you if it's not in God, in other words. There are at least three things that I want to mention as characteristics of those who live their lives rooted in God or those who would seek to be trees planted by water. One is they are able to weather the storm. Two, they become what nourishes them. And three, they bear fruit that endures. So first, they are able to weather any storm. A tree rooted by the water can put down deep roots and withstand 
a great storm or the wind or any trial that comes. They're strong and sturdy. Here at Richmond Hill, we speak of the importance of stability. It's one of the aspects of our rule of life here. Again, it's traditional, but it speaks to the need to be patient and consistent with the way that we live our lives, in the way that we work and in the way that we pray. It means staying the course, come what may. What Eugene Peterson referred to as maintaining a long obedience in the same direction. There's a steadiness of our life. It requires patience and perseverance, and it involves putting down deep roots so that when things get turbulent, we won't fall over. But we have a place to stand, and we know who we are, even when the world begins to shake and tell us other things or tell us that we might be otherwise or that we might be in great trouble. The recent events involving our governor remind us that the world is a shaky place and that racism is alive among us. But we know that that was already true. And we know, too, that we have been called to confront racism, however it shows its face. And we know that there are still great examples of racism that infect our institutions. And that our schools are still underfunded and that housing is inadequate and health care inadequate for many people of color that we still have inefficient and incomplete public transportation right here in our city, and that we live in the midst of segregated neighborhoods. There's still a lot of work to do, but it's only because we live a life of stability here in our prayer and our work that we don't let that discourage us. We're able to remain true to our commitment like trees planted by the water and not lose hope but be, people, but be people who have faith, people who do not let down, people who continue to pray day after day after day for the healing and to work for justice and to fight for what's right. Secondly, trees that root themselves by the water become the very thing that nourishes them. Again, Jesus is the best example of this, but there are others too. People like Martin Luther King Jr. and Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Mother Teresa, Dorothy Day, Sojourner Truth, Howard Thurman, all these people rooted themselves in God's love and became loving as a result, able to set aside personal needs to serve the other, to stand up for righteousness and to dream boldly and to act on those dreams in hopes of moving the coming of God's kingdom a little closer. Every time we come to this table, we are like trees rooted near the water, fed again by the cup and the bread, the body and blood of Christ. We hope and pray to become more fully the very one that we seek that we know in the breaking of the bread. We become what we eat at this table, like trees nourished from the earth and from the sun, becoming strong and faithful and true. 
Like trees planted by the water, we are nourished by that which feeds us and made strong for the life that we've been called to live as followers of Christ. It's not just the bread and the wine that feeds us, though. It's our daily prayer that shapes us, specific prayers for the healing of metropolitan Richmond. And it's our communal life which we care, in which we care for one another, offering each other support and encouragement and a safe place to dialogue and to discern and to grow together. It's our work in the city, mentoring children and youth, advocating for policy change and supporting churches. These things shape us even as we hope they shape the metropolitan area. Thirdly, when we root our lives in God, we can expect to bear fruit that endures ourselves. It won't be easy, Jesus says. A life that values the things that Christ stands for is a life very different from the values we see in the world. Wealth is to be no longer so important, or personal comfort, or standing out in some way. To be rooted in God is to find your life in the larger picture beyond self, more concerned with community and others. It's a life that even loves enemies, Jesus says, and prays for those who persecute us. It's to no longer be rooted in small things like nationalism or competition or personal security or pride. Jesus, in the life rooted in God, asks us to let go of these things, to let go of our desire for power and control, for esteem and affection and approval, for security and survival. To lose your life is to find it, though, Jesus tells us. What Jesus offers is a whole new way of making sense of the world. That had to be shocking for those first disciples, even as it is a challenge for us today. But Jesus knows that the world must work in a different way if it's in fact to be God's world. And he knows that in that we will find the very blessing that God offers all of us. But we must continue to put ourselves in God's hands and to set aside our own personal interests first. To root one's life in God is to be merciful as God is merciful, which in fact is what Jesus says in the very next section of Luke's Gospel which will be the reading for next week. He challenges us to see and discover who we are in Christ and become more godlike, even as we seek to be faithful with the gifts God has given us. Christ points us to the fruit that we too are able to bear in this world when we rely on God, when we trust in the Lord, as Jeremiah puts it, when the Lord is our trust. Jesus is the example of what it means to be a tree planted by the water. And he calls us again today to follow him, to root ourselves beside living waters in prayer and in action, that we will find the strength to weather any storm the world may throw at us, 
that our lives will bear the fruit of love for those around us, and that we will become compassionate and merciful beings, true to the source of life, like trees planted by the water. Amen.